It could be morning or afternoon or, or the evening. <laughs> I never know how to start these things, but oh, actually, I just put my arms up to do like a bit of an energetic clap. And you know where you get like halfway through the day? Well, we're actually into the evening now, and you, you're, you're like, oh, I forgot to put deodorant on this morning, and you're just like, yeah. oh, now it's starting. I'm getting musty as, and it's so um, uh, good job. This is audio only. Um, if, you Not know, for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, mate, but, um, well, this voice on the other end, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Thank you. Uh, well, my name's Jono. Yep. Um, don't know really where to start. I've been coming to the Forge since November, mm-hmm. after coming to an Eden Gathering. Nice. Um, yeah, quite a random one. I first saw a podcast on Instagram. Seriously? Yeah, that's how I first got to Eden and into Forge. I did not know that through an old school so, friend. So me and John, well, we've we've seen each other in passing, but we've never yeah. really, well, we've never really sat down, had a chat um, about about anything. So this will be a good opportunity for me to get to know you um, and talk about whatever we want to talk about. The the page is open; it is blank, um, and I didn't know that. So we're there already we off to a winner then. So how did you see? How did you come to Eden then? Just so, a bit more about that. I rewind a bit. I got baptised last May. Yeah. I'm a member of a Baptist church in cool. Weatherden, near where I live. Um, Is that many sticks in it? Slightly. It's near Elmswell. Right. About a mile the other side of Elmswell. Right. Um, smallish church. this area well at all, to be honest. Got some learning That's to do. It's kind of like near a berry. It's between Berry and Stone Market. Okay. Elmswell yeah. is. Um, small Baptist church. Not many my age. Mm-hmm. So when I walked away from faith before... I kind of attribute a bit of that to me. I didn't have many friends around me. Right. No one for accountability. Um, so I've been praying and praying and praying. And an old friend I used to well, I follow on Instagram posted about the podcast. Give it a listen. Serious? Hear the great voice that is Ben Lasky. Wow. From Why didn't old- anyone tell me this? This is so nice to hear. Guys, you've got to share the podcast. Yeah, You've absolutely. got to get it out there. We are so nearly at 5,000 plays now. In fact, by the time this goes out, who knows if we've actually reached it. And I'll have a little, we'll do a little party popper or something. Me and Alex will, um, we might even have half a pint um, to, to celebrate. But guys, this is making a difference. So, um, so you're, you're part, you're still part of this, this Baptist church? Yeah. But you come to the forge yeah. in the afternoons. Which works well. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. So um, are you from here? Where, where are you from? Yeah. Born in Berry. Grew up in Emswell. Haven't yeah. really moved far in my life. So You don't have a Suffolk accent, though. I get told that a lot. You sound Northern. Northern? I, yeah, yeah. I'd say you sound Northern. Last I got heard, it was Essex, but... No, nah, mate, I'm from Essex. You don't sound Essex. Is that a good thing? Uh, well, put that out to the listeners. I don't think I don't think having an Essex accent is ever considered a good thing. Where would you attribute my northern accent? I'd say you're not like proper northern, but I'd say you like your gravy thicker than me. On chips. Yeah, I'd say you'd go for gravy over curry sauce, and I'd say that you would put you'd have a stronger cup of tea, and I'd say that if I put milk in it first, you'd spit it in my face. Apart from the gravy over curry, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But you're not Northern, you're nope. you're a berry boy. 
I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, and brought up in church or? Yes. So Christian family? Christian, Christian family. Um, started at Westgate Baptist, moved to Weatherden Baptist when I was 10 years old. So what is the Baptist church? I, I'm, I've never been in proper churches, so someone said Baptist church. Can you just say proper churches? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I um, do, yeah. Like with proper buildings and like, I've never really done the proper church thing, but Baptists obviously are into baptism, right? Yes, yeah, very. Talk to me about that. In a way, first of all, church is very different. Yeah. Um, I think particularly around Suffolk, you get a number of churches that are very close to one another. They're small churches. Mm. It's a lot more, dare I say, traditional. Yeah, yeah. Organs. We used to have pews, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Hymns off the song sheet. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, I don't even know any hymns. <clears throat> Shocking. I know like a couple, but I have to learn them for like funerals and weddings, basically. Shocking. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you know them. You sing not off the top of my head, but yeah, you yeah, try yeah. and sing it, but it's not quite as lively as The yeah. Forge. So quite um, a traditional yeah. background then. But what I would say, very, very close family knit. I went through a lot of difficulties a few years ago and it was mad how close they were. Yeah. As a family, always praying for me. That's good. Writing me letters. I think I don't know if that's an older generation thing or yeah. just what they were like. So mm. absolutely incredible. That's and yeah, as I say, they believe in baptism. I think historically they used to be quite tight on saying you have to be baptised before you can have communion and things like that. Right, okay. It has laxed a lot yeah. over the last few years. But you didn't get baptised during that no. early. So, so um, you went to school and stuff around here. Did you went go to, to school? Mm, three months. Okay. So I went to... Talk to me about that then. What, uni? Yeah. Or lack of? Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to be a physiotherapist. Okay. Well, I think I did. So yeah, I studied yeah. biology, business and PE at sixth form. Mm -hmm. Thurston was very much centred around aiming their students for university. Not much else was talked about. So I went with the flow, applying things like right. that. It was the year that they upped the fees to nine grand a year. Right. So all of the NHS courses, all of a sudden, wanted stricter, stricter entry requirements, right. grades. So I think... Something to see like a two A's and a B. Right. So to be fair, at the time I could have applied myself better. Right, yeah, yeah. Didn't quite. I did quite well with my results, um, but I didn't get my first or second choice uni. So I started at Ipswich Uni doing sports science, just didn't get well with it. Wanted yeah. to work. So and it felt like a bit of an afterthought sort of thing after. Yeah, it was. You know, yeah. you're paying for a full-time degree, but you're in uni like six hours a week, seven, yeah. eight hours a week. Mate, so many people have like a similar story to that. It's insane that, and people are moving like over to the other side of the country a lot yeah. of the time. At least you so fortunately that wasn't far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've always been quite a hard worker. So I thought, you know what, pack it up. Let's go and get into the. And you just got got a job. The world of work. Yeah. Yeah. What did you end up doing? I was a payroll apprentice. Right. For yeah, about yeah. six weeks, at a well, I got promoted after that, um, but at a company in Bury. Yeah. I was there for about four or five years in the end. Oh, nice. Did a few roles there and I left there two years ago. Okay, cool. And um, were you were you a Christian through this time? No. So I probably... Talk I went, to us a bit about then falling out with faith and... Yeah. So I grew up in a very strong, tight-knit Christian household. Mm. Um, my mum and dad were been Christians most of their lives. Um, grandparents are... My mum, sister and their family all were. So we're all very tight family. Yeah. Um, I went to Sunday school up until I was 16. I kind of felt like I had to go. 
So I kind of yeah. begrudged going Would a bit. you say you really had a faith at that point or would you say it was pretty much your parents' faith? Or? Looking back, definitely my parents. I think mm. at the time, I've always believed in God. At the time, I perhaps kidded myself that I had more faith than I did and then just got caught up in the whole whirlwind of school, non-Christian friends, you know, yeah. to play football. Yeah. Drink a can of cider at the park on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. All the, all, what all the cool kids are doing. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. And uh, so you stopped cold going to church. How did your family yeah. take it? Did difficult. you have to, like, tell your family, like, yeah. this isn't... Man, that was difficult because mm. I've got two older brothers who did the same and all right. I could see it broke their heart. Yeah. And to go through that again was quite difficult for me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, late teenage years, just did what every other teenager does, tried to work, focused on career, um, football, hanging out with friends, going out to the pub, going yeah. out of town. Those sorts of things which at the time seemed the cool things to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was up until probably nearly two years ago now. Yeah. And then how did you get back into church? What happened? So about two years ago, I work got really tough. So I know I started as a payroll apprentice, but I soon got onto a graduate management program, mm. doing all great stuff, went into national sales. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to do. Um, very career, very money driven, which comes with a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Yeah. And my partner at the time had been in hospital for about eight months. All right. So I really struggled with that. I was too focused on her. And work didn't look after myself. Yeah, it's like serious, serious yeah. stuff. And a few years before, we'd lost our cousin at twenty six. Oh mate, um, and he was kind of like a big brother to us. Yeah. So yeah. accumulation of those things um, kind of made it worse when I wasn't with God. Yeah. Used all those excuses to say, "God, why are you doing this to me?" Yeah. Blaming a lot of it on God and yeah, 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 and just filling my life with everything apart from God. Yeah. For sure. And then I got all the mental health issues, depression, anxiety. Right, yeah. Packed up work. I'd been signed off and it was literally wow. one... I'd been going to church a couple of times around that time. Yeah. I just had a pull to it. Yeah. Couldn't explain it at the time. Looking back, hindsight, yeah, yeah. God was pulling me in. And one night I just couldn't sleep. It was probably like three in the morning. Windows open, looking up at the moon, this bright light, floods of tears, guilty, putting my mum and dad through yeah. so much hell. And I just realised, you know what, whatever guilt I've got, Jesus saves me. Yeah. That's the first time I really put my trust in him. Wow. And then you kind of went all in. Yeah, back, pretty or has much. it been quite a slow journey back to finding like your faith and that? or I'd say the first year was, yeah. I yeah. mean, when, when I go into something, I go in very hard, very quickly, yeah. and then it all fizzles out. Yeah. This was slightly different. I think to start with that initial, the first feelings, like, you know, the honeymoon period of a Christian, right, yeah. or so I hear, you know, happens. So I was absolutely over the moon to be yeah. back in the church family. But yeah. I was still weighed down by my guilt of my sinful pleasures, by how I treated parents, family, friends, mm. that kind of like, was a bit of an anchor on my life at the time. Yeah. So it was a slow year, to be fair. Um, but I'll probably say the second year is I really sort of started to let go of that. Yeah. Really focus on Jesus and what he is and focusing on God and praying, reading the Bible, going to church. 
and that really just elevated me to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah. Once you let go of of all of that stuff, and how have you mm. been walking through that? Then have you had like how have you managed kind of that stuff? Has that been with parents, or have you been walking through that like one to one with someone, or finding out for yourself, or kind of a mixture of all, really? Mm. So you seem like quite proactive as well, like to see an Instagram post and listen to a podcast yeah. and then come along to the event. I think and you then, got to be. Yeah. You've got to act on things like in the because if not, I forget. I'm mm. awful for that. Yeah. So it was a mixture of things. So I put, I got people around me that I could trust that I knew would look out for me. So my parents, some close friends, some of my family. Um, I went and saw a Christian counsellor. Yeah. Which really helped because I think I kind of felt kind of let down by the system before. Mm. So it was a really slow process. I thought, right, be proactive. Let's go find a Christian counsellor, which puts things in a much better perspective. Yeah. And you found that helpful? So helpful. So, mm. so helpful. Um, so make sure of those two things and then just filling your life with positivity, going to church, doing what you feel's right to do, yeah. putting God first by exercising, by eating well, by mm. meeting up with old friends, by seeing your family and doing all that alongside the personal things in spiritual growth by reading reading the bible yeah spiritual practice yeah, yeah. podcast getting to church trying podcast. out new things eating podcast. podcast yeah man definitely so what does it feel like then to grow up in a christian family it's all you've ever known um you've had to maybe play the game a bit to mm. keep your parents happy and then all of a sudden to have that just gone I've heard it described before, like that's almost like as strong as someone dying to realise that you actually don't believe um, in God. And for some people, that's really positive. That's why they do it, because they don't believe. And it's like, finally, I'm, yeah. I don't have to. But then, you know, so where, where did you fall? Where did you fall in that? What was it like to lose... Obviously your faith, yeah. but also like your your mates at church, you know, they say you say you'll keep contact, but it doesn't You don't happen. really do. Yeah. It was re- looking back, I didn't at the time I didn't find it as hard as I should have. Really? So my my uncle, he's a pastor, always says to me that everybody has a hole in their life, a God shaped hole. You don't quite realise it. Mm. but you try and fill it with something else. If you mm. fill it with God, you know, obviously that leads to everything that he's done for us and what Jesus has done for us will complete you. Yeah. But the way the world is, it's everything apart from God. So you fill it with money, with love, with sex, with gambling, yeah. with everything apart from. You mm. worship other things. And I think, you know, that's kind of what I did. I filled it with football, with friends, with partying yeah. with girlfriends so at the time I was kind of oblivious to it Yeah, I kind of felt I'm going to do this by myself it felt good at the time so it felt like a release almost yeah. like oh I don't have to live not not alive maybe that's a bit yeah. strong language well, it, but you know what I mean it's not really because I think I've told my parents this I felt kind of mm. suffocated because they were quite forceful in making yeah, me go yeah. to Sunday school and so I think they struggled to let go. Yeah. A little bit. Well, and it's hard, like, when you believe. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, if they could believe, 
like, well, now you're going to go to hell or whatever. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty much the worst thing you could wish upon. Both my brothers are atheists. Yeah. I mean, that's a discussion for another time, absolutely. I guess. But, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I can imagine, like, as a parent, well, I don't have to imagine, like, if my kids turned around and said they, I'd feel like I'd failed probably. Yeah. I think that's what they do, or yeah. they did do, which then attributes to a lot of guilt as well. Because even though yeah. I'd pushed my faith to one side, I could see what it had done to them. Do your brothers think you're bonkers then for going back? Massively. Yeah, they take a mix. Absolutely massively. I love yeah. it now. I love yeah, the yeah. banter. But yeah, they think I'm absolutely crazy. Yeah. But uh, that's a good place for you to be, I guess. I think so. Because they're atheists, but they try and wind me up about stuff which opens conversations and I'm yeah, all for having that conversation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's still talking about God. Definitely. So talk to us a bit more about, um, if you if you're happy to, the lowest of the low. Um, where was God at in that time? I mean, you said that you blamed, you'd blamed him a bit, but you got to this point where you were dealing with losing your cousin, and then was it your girlfriend being in hospital, deciding or leaving work, and you're just in this place of desperation. Was that your furthest point from God or was that the start of the road back? It was my furthest point, but that's where I found him or it's where God yeah. found me. Um, what was that like? Talk, talk us through what that really looked like for you and yeah, how and that I mean, felt. It felt horrible, absolutely horrible because, you know, I just felt completely rejected. My lowest point was really quite severe in terms mm. of my mental health. I really wasn't in a good place at all. Um, there's a lot of things I'm not proud of, but then looking back in hindsight, I, there's so many situations when I was going through that, not making the best decisions, that I know God was there. Yeah. Stopping things or making certain things happen. Yeah. For my good. And it's interesting. Yeah. That realization that when I finally. Commit. But that perspective's only come from now. That's in hindsight. Look, but yeah. at the time, you could not see God in any of it. No, you start getting frustrated. You don't get things your own way. Mm. Who did you blame? God. Yeah. But then that's that realization I had as I still believed in God. Still so somewhere deep it. inside you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it was definitely at my very lowest that Jesus found me, and that was the biggest relief, biggest weight off my yeah. shoulders. That's so good. And and the road back then, baby steps or big steps? or To start with baby steps, it's been much bigger steps the past Did year. Did you reach out to anyone? Did you speak to anyone? Were you kind of, was it kind of obvious how low you were? Did did your mum sit you down and say, look, you've got to come back? Or bit of both. It was a bit of both. So I completely lost my face a little bit. I wasn't there. I've always been this bright, cheery, intelligent, likeable, cheeky chat really mm. um, and I just that just wasn't me yeah. I was forever tired depression made me act certain ways hangovers aren't good <laughs> I'm pleased to get rid of those yeah yeah um, and then I really struggled reaching out that was my biggest problem mm. now I've got a close circle of a few friends and family that I'll always reach out to you gotta share you gotta open up because I didn't I held so many things in and I was always trying to be there for my girlfriend at the time and things like that I just bottled things up and yeah well, you, and you said myself. your family rallied round close to you yeah 
but they were were they nagging you i'm just thinking like of what did you need to hear at that time because there's probably people listening that think oh my friend is in that place they used to go to church and now mm. i can see this happening in their life and they're so far from god and it seems like they're so distant what did you need to hear what would have not convinced you because that, that's like seems like it's a warped agenda but it's just like you needed to be saved like in a couple of senses of the word yeah um what did you need to hear at that stage what wh- how would you encourage other people to approach that i needed to hear that i was loved yeah because my self-worth was low and i'm sure mm. a lot of people can probably agree when your mental health gets to certain areas, you know, your self-worth mm. gets really low. You act differently. So definitely that. And I think secondly, it's having someone that's just there. You haven't always got to fix somebody. Mm. You have to create an environment to allow people to fix themselves. Yeah, I think, yeah. well, that's what I needed for me. Yeah. You need to be like enabled rather than yeah. hold your hand sort of. To have the it, tools. Yeah. And the second thing is just prayer, continuous mm. prayer. Don't, it's easy to forget how powerful prayer is. Yeah, yeah. I think. But I had so many people praying for me constantly. Yeah. Just checking in with me, being genuine, you know, mm. saying that they're there. Yeah. Kind of accumulation of those things. Yeah. And that that you're right, it's so important. And because we get tired of hearing it, it's like and mm, yeah. but I do pray for this person and it's not making a difference. Well, you never know. And often this stuff is like a long 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 game patience yeah that's the next thing you need yeah definitely and um so you talk a little bit more about the um mental health side of things then is that something that was like quite circumstantial is that something that um kind of god's helped you through but you're still battling with or i just um, know that that will resonate with a lot of people yeah like we all whenever the mental health stuff comes up we always get a ton of messages and stuff so yeah that's yeah why I, to start exactly. with, it was circumstance. Yeah. So the breakdown and stress of work, mm. the relationship, my cousin passing, those things built up to how I was at the time. Mm. But I think because it happened over quite a long period of time, so about a year, two years at the time, um, it became a bit more permanent. Yeah. And I really struggled to let go. But for a mixture of counselling and doing things that are good, exercising, things like that. I've climbed out of it. I'm aware that sometimes I do get a little bit anxious. I will fluctuate in moods, but right. I'd say I've been pretty healed It's really kind it. of transformed your life. Massively, yeah, massively. But it's about being aware. It's about looking yeah. after yourself. I know that if I'm having a bad week, you know, it's not necessarily the depression it could just be the stresses of work at the time yeah, life's hard things like that you know so that's right right let's go for a walk let's see the outdoors let's pray to god yeah let's yeah. exercise let's all right let's see my mates i've seen for a little while yeah and um do you is that like very you focused or do you do you have to be in community do you thrive in community or do you, are you just like the sort of person that can sort sort themselves out in that sort of way Bit of both. Yeah. Bit of both. But what I would say to anybody who's struggling is community is key. Mm. When you get to a certain point, it's really easy to seclude yourself. Yeah. And that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, definitely. It really is. 
Um, but it's, it's been, you know, God's pulled me through. It's been quite tough starting a new job this year. There's been certain situations which have been difficult, but, you know, I rely on God for that. Yeah. So what are you doing now? Um, business manager at a Christian care home. Oh, Not cool. Not too far from here, yeah. Nice, man. So you're getting to kind of bring the stuff you're doing before into that Christian... Christian environment. Setting and- yeah, absolutely love it. It's really challenging. It's yeah. a very broad job with a lot of challenges, but, you know, I mean... We've got 32 residents, or we call them family yeah, members. Yeah. The stories they've got, you know, a lot of them are very elderly, suffer yeah. with dementia, but they're a real blessing to be serving for God. Amazing. And what's next for you? Where do you see this faith journey going next? God's moving, I can tell yeah. you that. Um, about six months ago, I felt and put on my heart that he wants me to study the Bible more and yeah. start looking at not necessarily preaching, but enabling myself by understanding God's word more, by yeah. speaking more. So I'm doing that just to see where it takes me. Brilliant. You and know. you're on the Eden Gathering podcast. Good way to start, right? And it has been awesome to have you on. Do you want to shout out Thank the barbers? You. Yeah, must Mini do share actually. a barber. And barber Finn. Shop. And Finn. And Finn. Should we get... Um, and Tim Warnock. And and like, yeah, it's half the forge, basically. So we should get discount. Um, I keep telling them. Go on, shout them out. Shout out to Sam Cordell and Sam Perry. So, yeah. got my hair cut yesterday. Said we shout I them out. Tell. Thank you. It looks great. You too. Oh, yeah. I, I got it too <laughs> short, but I like it. Thanks, Sam. Uh, the, the shout out <laughs> means they've got to come to the forge now. Exactly. We'll see you there, lads. And um, for any of you struggling, for any of you yeah, that need need to reach out, we're here for you. We love you and we care about you. That's why we do this. So drop us a message at Eden Gathering and we'll see you next week on the podcast where something else will be happening. (laughs) I always forget the schedule. (laughs) Play the music. (laughs) 